When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Ah, an instant classic today at Soldier Field. The Vikings get on the board for the second time this season. They are two and four, and I would say half the fan base is thrilled, and the other half is pissed. And we can talk about that on Vikings Ventline, presented by our friends at Quick Trip. This is the most fan-friendly, interactive show in Minnesota sports, where we turn the show over to you guys, Vikings fans, to express your thoughts on the game and on the general state of Minnesota Vikings football. If you'd like to get on the show here, Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, and our executive producer, Declan Goff, if you'd like to get on the show, send a request via email to vikingsventline at gmail.com. We'll try to get to as many as you uh, of you as possible here in the next hour or so. Keep it clean. Don't get us fired or anything like that. All right, that's all we ask. But uh, Judd, hopefully that flag is within arm's reach here because oh god, the Vikings this- did win a football game. Very half-hearted, much like the Vikings. Okay, there's the flag. There's the flag. Wave the flag. Wave the flag. Wave the flag. It's I can't wave it too enthusiastically. Not after that. Uh-uh, I can't do it. Hold on. You know what? It should fly at half staff. Can I get this thing down to half staff? Because that that game right. Can you there, actually man. first? Oh. Can you can you make sure your cords aren't touching each other first? We're getting some chatter on your end there. No, they're not. Okay. Not today. We don't have to mute Judd and figure this out on the fly here. You know, Judd's microphone is malfunctioning just like the Vikings offense did for the first, like, 90% of the second half. But uh, they did come away with the victory. And so we'll get to as many of you as possible here. Dex, real quick, what was your main just thought or takeaway after watching three hours of beautiful football between the Bears and the Vikings? I uh, I really thought uh, the Vikings were going to get beat by Division II quarterback. That's, that's <laughs> right, honestly dude, what like, I thought was How is that was their backup happen. quarterback? I know. I know, and, and hey, look, as a D2 guy whose school no longer has a Division II football team, uh, I, I've seen some pretty sloppy, awful Division II football before, uh, but today was one of the sloppiest NFL games I think I have ever had to sit down and watch, and a uh, lot of warts, a lot of things to figure out. Actually, there was some other decently positive things, I guess, on one side of the ball, but uh, for the Vikings offense, just to have, I believe, one, well, I think they actually got they got one in that last drive, but they had yeah. one first down in the second half going into that last drive before icing the game. And that is just unacceptable for a veteran quarterback and a offensive minded head coach. It was also, they had, you know, I guess in some ways a win is a win, but we're, we're also looking for some predictive value here. You know, 
are they showing you some things that suggest that they can take what they did last year and go even further or maybe not win 13 games, obviously, but can they compete with the 49ers who are sitting here actually in a, in a tooth and nail fight against the best defense in the NFL, the Browns. But you know, the fact, the fact that the Vikings had a lead for the majority of this game and the entire second half, and they still only ran the ball for like 40 yards. So just, I don't know. I'm curious to hear what the reaction is from fans because it was very split just going through like my tweets. A lot of people are just, Hey, a win is a win. Got to keep going forward. This team can still do some damage and win some games. Some other people are like, well, that's kind of a buzzkill. If you're looking to get one of the top two or three draft picks uh, in, um, in the draft in six months from now. So should we go to the vent lines or Judd? Are you back? We're good. Are we good? I can't yep. tell. I think we're good. Yep. Okay. Hmm. Okay. All give right. us your Give us your quick takeaway here after watching one of the worst football, football games game. I've I've been forced to watch. Yeah. It's one of the worst football games I've been forced to watch. It, it was atrocious. There's no hope from that game. Like like that that game was disgusting. That game was an insult to Dick Butkus, Bronco Nagurski. <laughs> Nick Dick Butkus would have been proud of that I football think Dick game. Yeah. No, no, no. That defense yeah. wasn't good enough. No, no. That was an inept game uh, from almost every end at some point. No, Butkus liked low-scoring games that featured great defense. The 85 Bears were his dream team. So, no, that game was absolutely disgusting. I mean, there are some decent defensive plays in this one, but I think... The Byron Murphy Jr. pick of a throw that was made by a kid at third grade recess? My favorite moment on (laughs) Vikings Twitter today was our friend and your former colleague at the Star Tribune, Lavelli Neal III, longtime Twins beat writer, Huge Chicago Bears fan. Yeah, yes, he is. And I think it was Chris Long, our current colleague at Channel 5 inside the Hubber building, tweeted something like, you know, something, something, and now the Bears are bringing in some random guy at quarterback. And Lavelle retweeted and said, you'll know his name soon. <laughs> as Lavelle hit send on that tweet, Tyson, is it Tyson uh, Badgent? Is that how you pronounce his last name? I think so, yeah. He dropped back, gets strip sacked, right? And then actually performed like fairly competently for a few drives. And then through one of the, was that ball tipped at the end or did he just no, throw a duck? He, he got, he, he freaked out and threw a duck. <laughs> I mean, that yeah. was one of the worst passes you'll ever He's see. He's also in from NFL a school, a division two school in West Virginia. I've never, never heard of in my life until he came I mean, in most, the game. Most division two programs outside of the Midwest. I don't think a lot of people have really casually. I feel ever like there's division two that, that are like football powers though. Right. Can you name three Division two football powers? Well, the team that the team that's that's great is, is I think it's uh, Union that kicks, kicks Mount St. Union ass for like a long time. Right. I'm just saying, yeah, I'm just saying that 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 game was. There's no words. The, but they're Division three, aren't they? Oh, are they? They I might. Think be. They're D three. I'm just uh, gonna look up Mount St. Union. Really. Colorado State Pueblo. They're 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 pretty. Good for Division Two, Northwest Missouri State. They're pretty good for Division Two. Mount uh, Union, it's Mount Union football. Mount Union, okay. But they, the broadcast crew, used the term "duck" for like eight different throws today between all of the quarterbacks that took snaps. Between even Kirk, they used the term. They used they used well, a yeah, duck on Kirk ducks. a few times as well today. It was pretty bad. Uh, Mount Union that, is a dude. Division Three school, so okay. we're still still looking for a lower level. Anyone on the show to name a Division Two school? He wasn't, threw a, it wasn't uh, Delaware. It was Delaware Division Two when Joe Flacco got drafted, or were they Division One Double A? They were Division One Double A. One Double A. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kirk did throw a a an ode to his Seahawks, Latavius Murray backwards pass today. 
He did. Yeah, that was a blue a blue screen of death classic right there. Oh my god, yes. So, well, really curious to hear from Vikings fans on Vikings Ventline here. <clears throat> Excuse me, if you're just joining us maybe for the first time and you haven't already done this, please click the subscribe button and the like button on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Helps us keep building this amazing community of Vikings fans here. So, Declan, who's out of the gates on Vikings right. Ventline? Let's get let's get Dan on because he's clutching his headphones just like Kirk would be in the helmet. Dan, what's up, buddy? <laughs> the Kirk Oakland. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, I didn't see that from Kirk today. I was waiting for it. I kept waiting for it. I was, is he going to do this? Has he got a hearing problem or what? I... Yeah, he was surprisingly poised and calm in the huddle. I don't know about like when he took the snap a couple times there. but yeah. So this is a terrible win for the Vikings. And I think <laughs> at one point it is almost as what Judd said is unwatchable. Like I went and put a pizza in at halftime and I was like, I'll just you know, we'll just see what the boys are doing at the vent line after. But, like, with their defensive, like, uh, what, touchdown away from losing that game? Like, or I don't mm-hmm. And what Kirk is doing, throwing a pass behind himself, I mean, if you notice, every time KOC gets cute with something or they get cute with something, it's like a disaster. It's a disaster. And I don't know about you guys, but, like, I've seen enough of Madison. He can't pass block. He can't catch. He doesn't run very well. I've seen enough. How about you guys? (laughs) He was awful today. Dude, Dan, thanks for coming in. Hopefully you enjoyed your second half pizza there. But Alexander Madison dropped another pass today. He finishes with 2.4 yards per carry inexplicably on 18 carries. Well, that's the thing. Cam Akers had one carry for eight yards. And I think he caught one pass, and he barely gets used. I have no idea what they're doing with that one. Alex Madison should not be carrying the ball 18. We Haven't we seen enough at this point? I, I'm not saying he should be cut from the roster, but like, like, yeah, what? How many more drop passes? How many more, I don't know, you know, inability to break a tackle or make the right cut, right? And I'm, again, like, give him five or ten carries, but for it to be an 18-to-1 ratio between Madison and Cam Akers, yeah. and here's the other thing, too. If you can't I tweeted this out. So they were up 19 to six. And uh, one of our listeners did some research. We threw this out on Feedback Friday, but I went back and did like a little bit more research on this. The last time the Vikings beat a team, any team, regular season or playoffs, by more than two scores was December 15th of 2019 at the Los Angeles Chargers. The San Francisco 49ers over that same stretch have blown teams out by more than two scores 20 times including four times in the first five weeks this season. So this, to me, this was a great chance to, you got a, you got a 19 to six lead, run the ball down their throats for another touchdown or two. And they couldn't like, if you can't run the ball in that situation, I don't know what we're doing here. And the offensive line has been pretty good at blocking for the run, according to like PFF and ESPN's metrics and whatnot. But that's the biggest thing for me. It's like, why can't this be the game? If you're really trying to prove yourself as a contender, why can't this be the game where a couple things go your way, you're up 19 to 6, their division 2 undrafted free agent rookie backup quarterback comes in. Go from 19 to 6 to 32 to 6 and just beat the brakes off this team. And they or can't with, do it. Or with Fields playing. I don't care who's playing. Like like the Bears are terrible. The Bears are you match the Bears. Congratulations. You basically matched the Bears in incompetence. In and here's the other thing. What the hell is happening with O'Connell as far as, and I don't know if he's being swayed by Kirk or Kirk's being swayed by him, the conservative nature of going up against a pass defense that I don't care if Justin Jefferson is playing or not, 
but all the checkdowns and the lack of actual downfield shots, you were, I mean, on third and long, they were literally trying to better their field position for field goals or punts at times. Judd, I don't know how much of this, listen, I'm not exonerating Kevin O'Connell from blame here, but we used to blame Mike Zimmer for the Vikings inability to like create separation. Go, okay. This is a great chance for you to just go win a game by like 30 points, 20, 20 points, whatever, 17 points, just go win a game by three scores decisively. This is a theme in Kirk Cousins career. Something about him just kind of goes into protect what we have mode instead of step on their throats mode. And he's caught on microphone talking about this throughout his career on the bench in Washington, right? Miked up in different situations. When, when the Vikings are up 19 to six or when something goes the Vikings way in a game like this, he's not thinking, oh yeah, let's, let's throw the dagger shot. Let's, I know Justin Jefferson wasn't playing and that's a big reason why their offense wasn't as explosive. But I mean, how many more coaches do you need to see it with that he, teams led by Kirk Cousins, do not have it in their DNA to just finish somebody off and embarrass them? But Doesn't you happen. Hi- but you hired O'Connell to be that guy now. Okay, well, okay. But, He's your head coach. Okay, he, dude, he has the say of what you're going to do. He doesn't have the say in the DNA of the guy who leads the offense. But if he can't do this, what's the point? Who, he? Kevin O'Connell? If, if, if Kevin Nobody O'Connell can't can. get more from Kirk. But what about last year in the fourth quarter where he was able to that's actually lead that, eight fourth that's, quarter comebacks? That's different. I'm not talking about fourth quarter comebacks where you got nothing to lose. Hey, well, we're, well we're, we're expected to lose this game. Let's go. Let's run with our hair on fire. I'm talking when you have a chance up by 10, up by 13, up by seven, whatever it is, to step on a team's throat. Kirk Cousins does not have that in his bloodstream. He doesn't. Well, I am. I don't disagree with you. In fact, I agree completely, but I'm not going to absolve O'Connell like he was hired to get that out. And if you can't get that out, why are you here? Like what? If no, but if nobody can get it but, out, what's then? Then where do you go with that take? That's what I'm saying. But it's I'd still, love to see Kevin O'Connell with a paintbrush that's not just like, well, here here's a basic paintbrush with a brown can of paint. Go paint a Picasso picture, right? Like I'd like to see that too. But I I am more than willing to dump on everyone here for what they're not doing right. Like like there's there's to me from this game, there's nobody who gets off. I'm not going to blame one guy. I'm going to blame this on. This team is going backwards, and and after today, and this feels this feels more like a loss than than some losses this year. After today, this is not regression. Regression is okay. That didn't work out as well as it did last year. This is you not being well coached. This is you not making plays. Like re- regression is one thing. Fumbling consistently, making stupid decisions, running personnel out there. Madison that makes no sense don't tell me that's regression this is bordering on incompetence and that's a lot of people's fault and and Kirk Cousins is among them but so is O'Connell so is Quazy again I'm willing to throw everybody out on this one because to me you are taking significant steps backwards from what people should have expected I think Daniel Hunter deserves a pass. If we're if maybe there's a couple passes we can give here, he was incredible well. Offensively, I'm I'm much more upset with the with the offense. I think your personnel on defense tests you. I think you have the personnel on offense, and you are misusing it. You are actively and and don't come back with well they could they cut Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook's Dude, a he's, shell he's, of him, so he's cooked. Yeah, he's no worse than that, Yes, find a way, find a workaround. My God, to your point. Madison's carries. What are you doing? 
Let's go back to the vent lines here, Dex. Who's next on Vikings vent line? Purple Daily. Let's go to Red Lava. Next hey, guys. Week. How's it going? Good, man. What's going on with you? I mean, what can you say anymore? This team has no identity. It, it's just none. It, I mean, you guys talk about, or Phil, you've talked about how this trend doesn't want to, uh, this trend won't continue. But it is. And at some point, we have to say, we have to stop. I mean, the first half of that game put me to sleep, quite literally. <laughs> I mean, the, in my mind, the only one safe on the coaching staff is Brian Flores because he is actively using what he has. The, this offense has got to be, in my 26 years of living, this offense has got to be the best on paper that is underperforming. It just is. Like, you know, even with Justin Jefferson, you look back to week one. Kirk Cousins was getting tripped out by Justin. And it's like, there's no discipline. And there's, and I'm, and I'm going to leave with this. When do we start going back to basics? Because nothing this offense is doing is proving they can handle anything. Yeah, Red Lava, thanks for coming on here. Um, Let's let's keep rocking here. I, I would just say one one quick thing that the defense is doing, and Judd made this point. If you would have said, hey, the defense is going to come in here today and hold the Bears to 113 passing yards, they're going to run a little bit, but they're going to they're force the turnovers they need to, and uh, and they're going to fluster both of the Bears quarterbacks. Like, they did their job today. This is, pro- to Judd's point, it's, it's, it's an offensive conversation. They did win today, I will remind you. The, the tone of the show is going to sound differently, but they are 2-4. and four. Who's next on Vikings Ventline? Let's go to Rick next. Rick, what's up, buddy? You're on Ventline. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's good to see you again. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, Rick. Uh, I was just wondering, I really want to give uh, just my take on the game, and then I got to, actually got some really fun news I'd like to share with my fellow fans. Uh, so, I mean, realistically, the big thing with watch this team just feels like it's ready for the teardown. It just feels like it, you know? We just skated by the Bears, and I agree with Declan. I was watching, I was like, we're about to lose to this guy. I don't know who this guy is, but we're about to lose to him. I just, <laughs> I felt it, Declan, right where you were at. I was feeling the same thing. Uh, the funny thing is, though, this win we will have as meaningless and as pointless as it is, it will actually have a very special place for me uh, because later today, uh, my wife and I, are actually going to the hospital because we're inducing labor. Oh, so get the flag! flag. Get the that's flag! A, that's a reason New is the little Vikings oh, fan. There you go. This week continues, but that's the way it should be, right? <laughs> Dude, congratulations, Rick. That's awesome. awesome. Congrats, Rick. That's awesome, man. Thank you. It's funny. We actually uh, we got married um, one week after the Giants lost in the playoffs last year. So Wow. I, I was fully ready to uh, have a, a TV set up at my wedding to watch us play in the playoffs last year. <laughs> but, you know, true Vikings fashion, we, we, you know, choked our way out of it. So big thing is, like I said, it just feels like this team's ready for the teardown. You know, it's, it's painful watching it. You know, uh, Kirk Cousins, you know, he plays good, but it, 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 then you watch him throw the ball backwards. <laughs> like a, he, he's got all these summary. great stats yeah. and then i'm like he threw the ball backwards what are we doing here? it's <laughs> it's just we're ready for the teardown yeah rick thanks for coming on awesome, man rick. congratulations <laughs> to you and your wife i love how 
this is one of the biggest days, if not the biggest day of Rick's life. Mm-hmm. And, and, they, they, and they've scheduled inducing labor at a hospital later today. And Rick's like, honey, I just need two things, two things before we go and change our lives forever, right? I need to watch this Vikings-Bears game between two one and four pretty bad football teams. And then right after that, just for like a few minutes, I need to jump on Vikings Ventline on the Purple Daily YouTube channel and say hi to my friends, Phil, Judd, and Declan, just for a few minutes. He probably he probably said, too, if we're going to have the, the uh, inducement of labor on Sunday, it's got to be after like 3 o'clock. Yeah, it's yeah, it, right. It, and, it, you know, if overtime... You know, three thirty. If we could, you know, maybe yeah, he, push it into fine. the five o'clock hour. Just traffic. You never know if he there's an fine. accident out there. I like that. <laughs> what what Rick just told us is basically my fiance's actual, legitimately worst fear that is going to happen to me when we are having to have the baby. That I'll have to do vent line, or there's going to be a breaking news podcast. What Rick just described, I think, is actually like my my fiance and wife to be's biggest fear that just transpired on the screen right there. I'm happy. No, you guys get you, you get a schedule. Okay. Be a funny situation. There is a, as Joe was saying, there is a football schedule. off season. No Tuesdays yeah. off. Yeah, I can help. Who do we got next year on Vikings vent line? All right, let's go to Kevin next year. What's up, Kevin? Kevin. Hey, guys. Um, I'm here in enemy territory in Dallas. I moved here. I was actually on the show on vent line over the summer, and I was a fan who's really optimistic. And I'm going to continue to be optimistic um, because today's a victory. Today's a victory, and we won. It's not especially how we want to win the game, but we're two and four. And there's a lot of other teams who are two and four. And I just go week by week. We had a really tough schedule to start the season. But the one thing that's really on my mind right now is the Lewis scene, healthy and active. We have a first round pick that's a healthy and active. And I just really wish that we could go back in time and really evaluate where we were picking in that draft and where we could have maybe had a guy who could help us out today. But um, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, of our offense. I want to see Cam Akers get involved more. I think like you guys are saying, uh, Madison's we've kind of seen what he's able to do, but this committee approach, are we going with the committee approach or are we not? Because no. I want, I want to get some clarity on that. Because I think all these winning teams, that's what they do. And winning teams have a lot of continuity. They have a lot of structure year over year. And we, that's something that I'd like to see the team have. And um, at the end of the day, I'm always going purple. So um, a win is a win. And we haven't had many this year. So I feel like at some point, let's move on to next week. And let's try to string a few together. I know it's a challenge, but San Francisco kind of struggled today. So let's shock the world. Awesome, man. Hey, Kevin, bring in the optimism here. A little ray of sunshine there from Kevin. Who's next on Vikings Vent Line? Let's go to Trevor next year. What's up, Trevor? What's up, guys? Uh, Declan, I must say, at least you got to watch like four years of St. Cloud State football because they cut St. Cloud State football <laughs> yeah. while I was midway through there. But uh, I got to say, I think these two wins that we've had have been our worst games, like just watching them. Defensively, no, but it has just been such a mess, the two games versus the Panthers and Bears. Like, I thought the Chiefs game was pretty enjoyable to watch, and we played pretty good football that game, besides the timeouts at the end of the game and whatnot. But um, my question for you guys is, like, let's say we string off a few wins here and do what Kirk Cousins does best and finish 8-9, 7-10. Like, 
what would even be our plan for next year's draft? Like, like we almost, I feel like we'd maybe even need to bring Kirk back again. Like, we're getting the thirteenth pick. Like, yeah, I don't know, dude. This is this is a conundrum. Yeah, Trevor, thank you, man. Great, Um, great point. It's the same cycle, year after year for six years. He was brought in as a mercenary, mm-hmm. a Super Bowl-ready team six years ago to win the big one, and they missed the playoffs. And they've been chasing it ever since. They've been try- they tried to make it work like the 49ers have kind of done, where it's like, oh, we have the roster. We just need that quarterback. It's funny. The 49ers found theirs in the seventh round. The 49ers, minute 30 left, are trailing by two to the Browns right now, too. It's been uh, a Crazy. defensive grind fest. But they keep, they keep chasing, and now the roster is sort of the inverse, and that – Kirk is as good as he's been. He's certainly not one of the top four or five quarterbacks, but he's better than he was six years ago. But the roster has eroded because you're probably not going to have the best defense in the NFL year after year after year after year. They've missed on some draft picks. The infrastructure is not what it was, you know, five, six years ago. So at some point, like we talked about this week, you got to rebuild certain areas of your house and you need cap space. You need draft capital to be able to do that. And we just like to sit here and have a discussion about like, oh, if they go seven and 10, do they re-sign Kirk for two or three more years? Like, I, like, I don't know how you can keep doing the same thing for a seventh year, an eighth year, and expect some sort of different result. And I think it's very clear now with the way that things have uh, transpired so far, including the reports um, over the weekend, not, su- not surprisingly, that Kirk won't waive his no trade clause, is that if he does um if they do bring him back it's going to be for more like he's not going to take a discount here he's going to get whatever he he, he's making that he's made that very clear and again he is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time at negotiating and so he is going to if he comes back you guys it's going to be like for a three or four year contract that's going to be for more so like forget this pie in the sky i wonder if he'd come back and take a discount thing um, he is going to sign elsewhere or come back here for pretty much the same. So this is that scenario right there is absolutely the worst case. Absolutely. You're picking 14th. What do you do? Hotshot? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a what really, it's a really, really tough, but common place to be for the Vikings. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's keep rocking here. Vikings vent line on the purple daily YouTube channel. Let's go to Tyler next year. What's up, Tyler? Tyler, nice Jersey. How's it going? Good. I got the Everson yeah. Griffin. I heard Everson Griffin is in town. He's living here. He's doing a lot better than he was a couple years ago. I heard that over the weekend. So, props Happy to uh, to Everson. That's a cool Everson. He, he's on the uh, he's on the Minnetonka High School football coaching staff. Awesome. That's awesome. One of my favorite players of all time, mm-hmm. uh, for sure. But. This 2023 Vikings team is just so frustrating for me because it feels like, you know, the games they need to win, they lose. And then when you need the team to lose for once to help the tank, they win. Like, <laughs> this, is, okay. this is Vikings football, baby. This yeah. is Vikings yeah, football. You, you, you can't have anything with this because, okay, game one, you lose to the Bucks. Okay, you lose to a good Eagles team. Okay, you don't want to go 0-3. You need to win that. Beat the Chargers. Save the season. You don't. Okay, you're playing the Panthers. The Bears own their first round pick. This would be a good time to just not win. Like, I know the players and the coaches aren't trying to actively lose, but as a fan, you want 
you want to root for something. Either you want to root for a competitive team or you want to root for, you know, the future. And what do we do? We beat the Panthers. And it was such an unimpressive win, too. Like, we almost lost. And then this game, you know, you play the Bears. You want to lose. They have full control over the top of the draft. And guess what? You you win. You've given them access to the number one overall pick because the Panthers are still winless and the number two overall pick. And guess what? This is a two-quarterback draft, in my opinion. You've got May and you've got Williams. And obviously, you've got some guys after that. I know people are high on Phoenix and Knicks and uh, Ewers. But to me personally, like, those are all just guys. Like, I don't look at any of those guys and say, wow, that quarterback's going to be better than Kirk. And that's what we're trying to get to. There's a certain pressure for the next quarterback to be better than the one that preceded it. It's not just, you know, okay, you're on a rookie contract. I mean, Kirk is a fine quarterback on his own, but he's not the answer. You don't want to downgrade. So it's just frustrating that we're, we've pretty much ruined the tank. And, you know, Quasey likes those in-division trades, so I'm sure he's going to try and call Ryan Pulse. Hey, would you like to trade one of those picks to us? We'd like to trade up. We just <laughs> traded Hunter. We just traded Hunter. We'll give you a first-round pick this year. We'll give you one next year. And you know what Poles is going to do? He's going to laugh. He's going to laugh and hang up. <laughs> and, 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 I'm going to give that and, pick to the Giants. I'm going to give that pick to the Broncos. Literally anyone but you. I mean, you're a division rival. I'm not going to help you get your next franchise quarterback. So it's just – and another thing is, too, is I'm just starting to worry that, like, because of the landscape of the NFC North, like the Packers are like two and three or something and the Bears are a dumpster fire. The organization and the Wilfs in particular are just going to sit there and be like, we still have a chance to get second place. You know, we're one and oh in the division. You know, we can make a last second run. We can make the playoffs. Who cares? You're going to end up in the same place like we were last year where you lose in the first round. No one wants that. Like, you're not making the Super Bowl this season. And I just want this team to do well. I, I don't like being pessimistic. But, like, I haven't had a single game this season where afterwards I was happy, win or lose. It's it's depressing, man. It's Dude, so is, depressing. I just you, you, speak, you speak for a lot of people here. That's a fantastic, fantastic rant right there. Just, uh, de- oh, I th- oh, wait. We got to get to some more guess here i think he had one more thing is he still in the green room yeah, there i got you okay come back come on back okay sorry on. about that I'll, no, you're I'll, no keep going i just hope we trade hunter and just anyone we can get picks for don't get delusional quasi you went to that usc game last night your director of college scouting went to the unc game just don't get cute here don't delude yourselves into thinking that this season is going to end up in anything considered a success it's it's not just you've already given bears control it's it sucks the look on your face also speaks volumes about how purple nation uh feels at this point too like just the disgusted look but he's right because all of these people are right because you think about sort of the, the the corner that they're painted into now right and and like are they going, is is the deadline going to arrive and the Wilfs are going to say, hold on a second here. We've won a few games now. You know, there's just so many questions we don't know. 
Yeah. By the way, if you're wondering, man, maybe there is a chance they can beat the 49ers next week. There's two ways to look at this. One, they are beatable because they just lost to the Browns. The Browns do have the best defense in the NFL. People got hurt, right? Uh, Yeah, but I thought he was in at the end. He got got banged up at one point, but I'm pretty sure he caught a pass on their final drive. I saw you left. So on one hand, you're like, oh, they, they are beatable. The Browns just beat the 49ers. But then on the other hand, the 49ers now get an extra day to prepare just like the Vikings do, and they're going to be pissed about losing their first game of the season. So let's keep rocking here on Vikings Ventline, Purple Daily YouTube channel. Let's go to Anthony next year. Anthony, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's going on, boys? Appreciate you guys having me on here. Watch you guys every day. A couple things here. With 49ers, I know you're just talking about them. They're going to be pissed, no doubt. The thing about the Vikings, though, they play up to teams and they play down to teams. And we've Mm -hmm. seen that today easily, and we've seen that with uh, Carolina. Curious to see what kind of uh, purple people it is we get, or they're going to fall on their face most likely. We'll see what's going to happen. Addison, I'm loving the kid. I really am kind of contemplating grabbing his uh, jerseys because he's a stud. Really do like him, the kid. Riser got in the game late. We had a small sample size, but we definitely got to see some action with him. I thought he held his own. So let's put that money where it is. Let's get him back on the field. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens to Was it Ezra Cleveland, I think it was, that got yeah. there? Yeah. So I don't know that, you know, what's going on with him, but we'll figure that out. Hawkinson. I don't know, man. I'm still not loving the money that we spent on him. I know he had some good catches, but I'm just not loving what we're seeing out of him, brother. That's just how I'm viewing it right now. We could have done a lot more with that. Madison, I'm sorry. I I was a real fan for this kid, but he's dropping too many freaking catches going back to last week, which is still pissing me off. But that's another story, another day. Defense, I thought, played pretty well. Um, Granted, you know, we had a uh, Division II quarterback back there for a little bit and whatnot. But my biggest question, and and this is something – you know, I don't really have the most confidence right now in the front office, but I, I have confidence in Flores. And I'm kind of curious. We're probably not going to see him next year as a Viking. I don't know where he's going to go. I mean, we don't is, – is there a chance? I guess that's what I'm trying to ask you guys and open the floor up to that is, what's the state with, with Flores? I, I'm not going to lie to you. I might love to see him as a head coach. Kevin O'Connell, I, I like him. I really do. But here's the deal. I just feel like the offense is just a lot of talented weapons there, and we're just not – explosive enough i mean yeah our yardage is what second in the league going into today but i'm not seeing that all the time man if it wasn't for jj on a couple of quick you know hit, hits here and there and all his talent i don't know if we would have that same luxury to call us that so yeah. i want to see more out of him and i would love to see maybe uh flores a little, a little longer with the team but anyways guys appreciate you guys having me and uh skull boys thanks anthony thanks, real, real quick judge just on that flores what are, what are the chances that he sticks around for a second year as defensive coordinator? They're not going to swap I, I, the head coach, but no, no, they're they're, they're not not going to. Um, but I think the chance that he sticks around for a second season as coordinator here is higher than some think because again, if his lawsuit against the league is not settled, and, and I know that the Cardinals had interest in talking to him, and the Cardinals are their own uh, special dumpster fire often, but I think if his lawsuit against the league is not settled, I don't know that a team is going to. I don't know what job is going to come down the line. Um, because, you know, this league operates in mysterious ways. And if you have yeah. an active lawsuit against basically the league, I think that that might help the Vikings cause. I do think a second year with more personnel that Brian wants would be absolutely huge. Oh, and the Niners. So, so Samuel left the game with a shoulder injury and was ruled out. And Christian McCaffrey in the second half suffered an oblique. So the one thing is, they might come in here uh, shorthanded because obliques take a while. Of course, the Vikings without Justin Jefferson. So yep. I'm they just are saying also shorthanded. that's a couple playmakers that um, might actually help you a little bit if they're not playing. Yeah. Hey, before we get to uh, some more Vikings fans here, 
Vikings did win the game today, 19 to 13, despite largely the tone of this show. Kind of an ugly performance. They're two and four on the season. Let's shout out our friends over at one thing we can agree on quick trip. Okay. We get so many people sending us photos of their trips to quick trip. Judd's got the quick trip hat on today. Yeah, that's right. Very exciting. Yes. Right here. And uh, as we've been talking about now for a few weeks, quick trip is your one-stop shop for so many things. The great Karuba coffee, uh, but also a full offering of chicken options and get this the Monday special. So tomorrow, the roasted whole chicken prepared fresh daily, great for meal prep or easy dinners as well. Fried chicken bone in, eight piece, uh, eight piece special on those on Wednesdays. And chicken tenders, three or eight piece, hand breaded jumbo, perfect or for a quick and easy lunch or dinner. Chicken sandwiches, boneless wings. Make sure that you make Quick Trip your next stop. Yeah. Also, uh, our dogs like to make Nutrisource their only stop, quite frankly. Maya Mackie was up this morning, enthusiastic about yeah. eating the same breakfast she does every day. And then for lunch, she was like, give me that same lunch. Your dogs being excited to eat the same meal every day speaks very highly of Nutrisource, gentlemen. And there, there's my girl, Stella. You know what she loves? When she goes outside, when she comes back in, she says, it's time for my training rewards uh, treat because those are also outstanding. And I know that the Vinster is another fan, Declan Goff, of our friends at Nutrisource. Oh, it was just me and Vinny all weekend. Mom was out of town. She took a took a little plane trip to go visit a friend. So it was just me and Vinny, which means it was nothing but a bachelor weekend of, of bachelor things and doggy treats from our friends at Nutrisource. It was oh. a great weekend for the Vinster and I and our friends at Nutrisource made it a lot better. Just a couple of guys eating yeah. Nutrisource, barking at leaves. squirrels. The, yeah. the gal leaves. Dex is like, this is great. <laughs> NutrisourcePetFoods.com to find a Nutrisource retailer near you. That's NutrisourcePetFoods.com. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. All right, let's go back to the vent lines here on Purple Daily's YouTube channel. Let's go to uh, Trey next year. Hey, Trey, what's up? Hey, y'all. Uh, Trey. Remember me? I was the guy at the watch party that had the blood on hat. Dude, absolutely. That's right. Nice. Never forget a good wrestling hat. In mm-hmm. fact, I got my WrestleMania 6 hat in rotation for this week. You guys are going to be <laughs> very on. impressed, I think. I was at work most of the game. Um so I don't know really how they went down. Uh, got back home at around like when Tyler Baguette scored the touchdown. And at work, I was just like saying uh, that the Vikings had to lose today. I was telling every, all our customers, and I was just like, you know, I, I love the Vikings, but they need to lose today because that kind of screwed the Bears. And I don't feel good about this season. They have no magic. Their offense kind of sucks. Even with Justin Jefferson, they can't really get anything done. So we kind of had to lose today. But, you know, here we are. We won, I guess. Kind of. Sort of. Somewhat. How? I don't know. You know. But, uh, yeah. Trey, awesome we appreciate man. you coming on, man. I think, uh, I, you know, I'd love to hear before the end of the show, if the, if that person exists, is there anyone who's just jacked after this win today? Yes. 
back in the win column. Let's go beat the 49ers. Seven straight victories coming up. Lions, One be ready was. in two months. He, he was optimistic. He, yeah, but he wasn't like. Had the Harrison Smith jersey on, was talking about how. He, he wasn't like week to fired week. up, man. He was like, he was like, I'm going week to week with this thing. Okay, we got to win. He was he was tepidly yeah. excited. Is how it was I Bears championship week. Bears championship week. Want to know Bears championship? Want to know on Bears championship? That's all we let's can do. Go. Let's go. All right, who's next? Uh, let's go to Kyle next. Hey, Kyle, what's up, dude? What's up, fellas? Big hey, fan, Judd. I've been reading your content since I was in high school. Um, awesome, thank you. Shouts out all the Vikings fans who sat through that wet sock of a game. <laughs> I've been a fan since 98. The, the first year I really started watching every game was 2003. We know how all that went. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen a dumber or more pointless Vikings game, win or lose, than we saw today. Like, I don't care if you want to tank. I don't care if you want to win every single game and win the Super Bowl this year. This game did absolutely nothing for anybody. And once again, so well put. We're stuck in the middle. We're stuck in no man's land. And I, I said this in the email to Dex I've been a Kirk hater. I've been a Kirk lover. I've been in the middle everywhere with Kirk. But at this point, I, I've realized finally, I've been trying to figure this out for years. He's overcooked, unseasoned chicken. He's tough. He's got the macros, but he's bland. He's conservative and ain't nobody excited about it. The amount of dump offs to Madison, which Madison has, and I, I've liked Madison. I've been defending Madison. He forgot how to catch the ball. I don't know what happened. He just he like it's like a three yard dump off right in the bread basket. He can't catch it. But we need to get to the next QB, get a rookie, see if if KOC if he can mold clay instead of trying to like hypnotize or psychoanalyze Kirk out of being who Kirk is. But I, I, I want to ask you guys this: Do you think two years of coaching for KOC? could actually be a benefit in this process that he's not coming in as a rookie coach with a rookie quarterback, that he's got some experience in different areas to maybe be able to mold him better than if he was a rookie along with the, the quarterback. I yeah. I so. mean, Kyle, that's Good a question, man. great stuff right there. It's a great, some great calls. Like, like that game, that game was terrible and our calls have been really good. Yeah. Oh, what's I don't think it can great. hurt. It can't hurt to have a couple of years of experience as mm -hmm. a coach if and when they decide to get that new quarterback. I, I think calling plays for two years, uh, good or bad, is going to help him know more what he really wants. Like, I think if you don't call plays, you have a definite idea. Yeah. But, I mean, he's now in the in the jackpot, right, every game of calling plays. So I, I would say I think it's going to help him mentally sort out for O'Connell what he wants and what he might not want because he's got that experience now, as opposed to if he was coming from the Rams where Sean McVay had called plays for him. Yeah. Let's keep rocking here on Vikings vent line, purple daily YouTube channel. Let's go to Tim next year. Hey, Tim, what's Tim. up? Pal? I like the look. Hey fellas. Can you hear me? We got yes, you, sir. Tim. Yeah. All right. Appreciate it. Long time fan. Uh, I've been following both the twins and the Vikings since 1961. Wow. Dude. So, uh, oh, gee. I grew up in the country batting rocks to uh, Ray Scott and Herb Carnell and the boys on the radio. So 
Yes. Halsey Hall. Um, and I just uh, discovered you guys within the past year. I'm retired and you're part of my daily routine as well. So Awesome, man. Tim, you. thank you for the kind words. You you bring a perspective, I think, on these franchises that uh, that most people don't have. So excited to hear well, your thoughts. Yeah, I've been, I've been on both ends of the, of the spectrum. Uh, it's been a frustrating year for us. Uh, I kind of look at right now uh, Kirk and Madison himself. They're running a little scared. You know, Madison in the past, he was second fiddle to uh, Dalvin, but he's the star role now, and I don't think he, he can uh, live up to that uh, role that he's been placed. Kirk, on the other hand, boy, I don't know what to say. He, uh, I'm not really a Kirk hater because I think he's a good athlete uh, and a good passer, but when you put a little pressure on him, he can't do anything but stand in that pocket and take what's coming to him. So uh, yeah. hopefully uh, things will work out. I don't see him coming back next year. I really don't. Uh, and I got tickets to uh, the Broncos game and I got tickets to the Raiders game because I'm out in uh, Nebraska. Nice. And, and I did that before the season optimistically that uh, we would enjoy those, but I'm still going to enjoy them because yeah. it's nothing like uh, being at a live football game. Heck yeah. Appreciate the show, all the input. Keep on rocking it, fellas. Thank you, Tim. Appreciate, Appreciate you, Tim. Man. Great stuff. You, Good stuff from Tim. Who do we got next here, Dex? Let's go to Steven next. Hey, Steven, what's up, pal? Mike check. You guys hear me? Yeah, yes, we sir. got you. Yeah. Hey, long time listener, first time caller. Uh just figured I'd call in on a winning note. Go Vikings. But uh <laughs> <laughs> um no ugly win. Um I mean it's amazing. We had what three sacks in the first half and Fields couldn't throw the ball down the field and we're up twelve to six at halftime. Like, what is that? Um I kinda have a hot take for you guys at the end of this, so I'll leave you guys with a question at the end, but just want to give my thoughts. Um I'm shocked that we're still using Madison as a bell cow. I feel like KOC's offense has become incredibly predictable. I, I listened to you guys uh, earlier last week, and you guys were talking about when you lose a playmaker like JJ and one of the best players in football, hey, let's get creative. Let's let's start making some plays and doing things that we're not used to doing and getting other guys involved. Yet we're still trying to get KJ involved. Addison showing you why he needs to be the wide receiver one while JJ's out. Um, Hawkinson is looking like a big waste of money, and I think a lot of that has to show because we're not utilizing him the way we should be. The guy had, what, nothing in the first quarter? We talked about that earlier in a game this season where J.J. had no targets in the first quarter. Why aren't we revolving our offense around our playmakers? I'd love to see Cam Makers involved more. This needs to be more of a uh, of a, a committee between these two. Why it's not, I, I don't understand. But, um, I mean, the defense is definitely looking better. And, um, I mean, Byron Murphy finally showed up there. First time yeah. I heard his name this season. But, <laughs> hey, Davenport's limping off the field again. What does that mean? I don't know. Probably but several weeks, right? He's out left for Left ankle and weeks. a boot. Yeah. According to reports so, from Chicago. He's out for a month. Yeah, That 22 draft class is just looking more reason to kind of really start preparing for the future. And I'd love to see this team. Not tank, but um, suck like they keep doing that. And, uh, you know, I mean, forget the before I die. How about before the universe ends? And my hot take for you guys is, um, is, Kev is Kevin O'Connell our this year's version of Ed Donatel in terms of predictability and disappointment in that, in that offense? Wow, so, wow. Steven coming in hot. I like that. I love it. Boy, 
you know yeah it's it does feel it does feel very vanilla what the vikings are doing on offense there's just there's less motion very very little like jet sweep action that we saw sort of early in his first year but i keep going back to i know people just like clown me for this you're just putting it you're blaming everything on kirk if you ranked all the quarterbacks in the nfl not based on how good they are or not based on how accurate they are. If you ranked every quarterback in the NFL based on how creative and artistic are they, how meticulous are. So if you said creative, creative and improvisational and uh, versatile, Mm -hmm. Kirk would be toward the bottom meticulous, well-studied, well-prepped particular Kirk would be maybe number one, number two, number three on that list. Rigid. Right. I don't think you're talking about a quarterback that you can like paint creatively as much with. He likes to kind of like he likes to work in a box and be very familiar with things. If you start adding a bunch of different components and motions, does it make him uncomfortable? There has to be. I don't think the answer is Kevin O'Connell is an idiot who doesn't know how to be creative. He's been around Sean McVay. He's been around Shanahan like he's seen and has felt what those offenses look like. Why aren't we seeing more of it? You can fill in that blank. Well, the Madison thing, though, like that's the type of thing where where I do think to myself, dude, you've seen this for how long now? And yeah. you keep trying to force that square peg in a round hole continually when everyone is like, okay, you know what? This doesn't mean that Alexander can't play the game. It does mean that, that you're basically trying to use him like he is a clear-cut 1A back. It makes no sense. The other thing today, so so like there, there's blame here too, though. I think I counted no few, no fewer than four to five just flat-out drops. That And that includes, before he got hot and caught a check down next play, the Hawkinson drop. Yeah. You know, that's Addison a again, drop one too. That's a tough catch. I think he dropped two. Powell yeah. dro- dropped one on third down. Powell was thrown two twice on third down. The first one he dropped, but here's my question. Why was the ball going to him? Like that that's really what you're going to do cuz they they've got this whole weird thing about, you know, everyone has to make plays. Okay, that's cool. But Brandon Powell, like okay, if he's wide open, but Kirk tried to force the ball there. I I just think there's a lot of blame and a lot of questions here. Mm-hmm. And that's what frustrates and that's what's so frustrating to watch. Um but yes, TJ Hawkinson for what you were supposed to get has been a disappointment. There's no question about that. No. All right, who do we got next here, Dex? Let's go to our loyal guy, Ben in Florida. Hey, Ben. 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 Uh, I'm going to tell you exactly what's going to happen here. Uh, Monday's going to come around. Quasi's going to invite the Wilfs out for a lunch or brunch, whichever one they do. Uh, he's going to put on the tape of this game and some of their other losses, and he's going to explain to the Wilfs that we are not a very good football team. And we need to sell at the deadline. And some people are going to say that's crazy. Nobody tanks. But what at the end of the day, what are they going to win? Even if they make the playoffs, they're probably going to get stomped out in the first round. You might as well not make the playoffs at all if that's what you're going to do. Um, I think, and then Quasi's also going to show them some tape of Drake May. He's going to show them some tape of Sheila Sanders. He's going to show them some tape of Quinn Ewers. He's going to show them some tape of Michael Penix Jr. And he is going to tell them that if we if we are going to get to where the 49ers are, 
we have to raise our we have to raise our team ceiling. Our team ceiling is very low. We need to get a higher team ceiling. So I think Quasi is going to wine and dine the Wilfs on that. One thing I've learned about the Wilfs over the last 20 years that they've owned the team, they can be talked into anything. They promoted Rick Spielman after a 3-13 and season. Let's not act like the Wilfs can't be talked into something. So that's what I think is going to happen. I don't think Quasi's getting fooled by this, by this win. It's a terrible win. Like, the defense bailed out the offense again, which they've done a lot of this year. So I'm not worried about it. They're going to sell at the deadline. So that's just me. All right. Ben in Florida, one of our OG Vikings vet nice. line callers. Right. Love ourselves in Ben in Florida. Um, let's keep rocking here, Dex. Who's next on Vikings vet line? Yeah, let's go to Clayton next year. Hey, Clayton, what's up, dude? Hey, what's up, guys? Um, fun time we had at the uh, Park Tavern a couple of weekends ago. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, I'd, and uh, Ross was really fun to talk to, as well as the rest of you. Um, so this game was a blue screen of death. Um, the offense was bad. I think the Hawkinson contract was a mistake. Um, why are we using Alex Madison so much? He's not a bell cow running back. And we're definitely going to get our doors blown off by San Francisco next week. Um, I know I like to be the Mr. Purple positivity guy a lot of the times, but I just don't see a win coming next week. I hope we beat the Packers. I mean, yeah. I don't have it in my blood to want this team to lose. But if we want to get a, a top five draft pick next year, they're going to have to lose some more games. Um and I, I've kind of made peace with what the season's going to be at this point. We're not going to go to the playoffs. Um, we don't, we're going to end up being middling because they're going to try to win games. And, uh, you know, obviously they're thinking maybe we have a chance at the playoffs. I don't see it. Um, I know the word tank has been banned on Purple Daily. This is an <laughs> opportunity yes, to embrace the future. Yes. Um, but – Again, it, I just don't have it in my blood to want this team to ever lose. Um, but I do think it's time to move on from Kirk. Um, you know, I was really optimistic going into the season that he'd have a really good year. While he hasn't been horrible, he's not what we need to make a run to the Super Bowl and win it before we die. Which, um, by the way, I've got a before I die right here. Beautiful can. I love the I love the design on there. I'm definitely okay. saving it when I'm done drinking it. Yeah, it's one of those cans um, you do save and like put it up somewhere. It is very it's good. Art. Yeah, it's it's a great conversation piece. It's great in any um like if let's say you have a, a Vikings themed bedroom like my mother does in southern Wisconsin. Um one of these can go on the dresser or something. Uh-huh. Um but anyway, thanks for having me on. You guys are awesome. Thanks, um man. I love listen to you guys every day while I'm working. It's um, it, it makes it easier to be a Vikings fan. So thanks again for having me on Clayton. You, awesome, Clayton. man. Good to meet you at that watch party a couple weeks ago. Clayton brought up Madison. He's like the fifth person to bring up Madison here. I feel like everyone feels like, what do we, so this is what, this is my question for you. All right. When it comes to what Kevin O'Connell probably wants versus what's actually happening. Um, the running plays, 100%, like, that is a coaching decision. If you're going to give the ball on a handoff 18 times to one running back and uh, one time to another running back, like, that's a distribution of 
of snaps issue. And so I will put some of that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Targets in the passing game today. Mm-hmm. Hawkinson had eight. Madison had seven. Osborne had five. Addison had five. Powell had four. Do you, the, so, and then if you add that to like the uh, total carries, so carries and targets, who did they try to get the ball to today? They tried to get the ball to Alex Madison 25 times today. They tried to get the ball to everybody else 24 times. Everybody else combined had fewer targets and touches than Alexander Madison. Do you think Kevin O'Connell from Tuesday, yes, he does work on Tuesday, all the way through Saturday into the morning of a football game on Sunday said, guys, I got the perfect game plan. We're going to give the ball more than 50% of targets and touches to a backup caliber running back who averages like 3.8 yards per carry. Now the handoffs, there's a, there's a snap issue there, but targeting him seven times in the air as well. Like what are we doing here? Those are check downs from Kirk, but this is why I'm saying I'm putting it on both them. KOC and Kirk are both culpable. Both should end up in Vikings jail for this because (laughs) the handoffs are called like those things are not an accident. And so, so, you know, Kirk turned into a checkdown king again today, which I absolutely abhor because the Bears defense doesn't deserve that type of respect. But then they also are building game plans around the run game being Madison, yeah. which makes no sense. That's why I think both of them are, are 100% at fault. That's what's driving me crazy here. Like nobody's thinking this clearly. They're all, they're, they're both at fault. Let's keep rocking here. Vikings Vent Line, Purple Daily YouTube channel. Let's go to oh, Storm next year. What's up, Storm? Uh, Storm. What's up, guys? Uh, so I just want to touch on a couple of things today, I guess. First thing, I guess I mean, everybody's already touched on the majority of things I want to talk about. I guess my first thing was Kirk and the bonehead sideways pass that we got lucky on that they didn't give it back to the Bears. I mean, that was a that was luck on our end that we didn't get that called to the bears and yeah. that's a, that's a, a play that a rookie quarterback makes not someone that is a veteran like Kirk Cousins he's getting paid what he's getting paid and then my second thing which you guys just touched on is Alexander Madison getting as many touches as he did as well as like last week the drop on the pass in the flats it could that was a touchdown I mean that was a touchdown that oh, if you want to be serious it could have won us the game and then again today he dropped what two three of them that were right there in his hands, and we're sitting there. Eight, he got 18 carries a day for 44 yards. He averaged 2.4 yards. Cam Akers, one carry, eight yards. Why do we sign Cam Akers if we're not going to use him? I mean, I, and, yeah. and this is just – and I was there for the Carolina win, and it, we beat the two worst teams in the league. And I'm somebody that doesn't – I'm not the guy that's saying let's tank. I don't want us to lose. Per se, I want us to have the best chance at winning in the future seasons. I don't want us to be a losing team. But when you beat the worst two teams in the league, like, what, what is it? What positive – like, you know what I'm saying? What can you really say about we, – we beat the worst two teams by a score, essentially. I mean, awesome, you know? I mean, there's a lot to improve on and not a lot of positives, if, you know? Yeah. Storm, hey, thanks for, for coming on here. And he brought up the one carry for eight yards for Acres. So Akers now has 11 carries for 63 yards. So he's averaging almost six yards a carry. It's a small sample size. And he did have 22 carries for only 29 yards in his first three games with the Rams this year. So on the season, he's only averaging like three yards a carry. 
So you got to let this thing play out. But just like watching those two guys, Akers feels like he still has some juice left more than Alex Madison. That's my, even just like watching the one carry today, it's like, oh, he bounced off a defender and like went forward for five more yards and he can play still. Yes. And, and I think the most frustrating thing not to belabor this is that those two seem like they would really complement each other because their running styles aren't the same. So that that's where my question is, why don't you allow them? Why don't you rotate them by series, allow them to actually have a change of pace as opposed to, because the way that Madison runs reminds me of like a nineties guy with a neck roll and a backboard. Like he tries to just go through you. He he wants to beat you down. Um, so why not say, okay, Acres and Chandler too are very different from that. Why don't you allow that to to then throw the defense off a bit? That's one of the that's one of my biggest questions. Like just as far as uh, philosophical personnel use, I totally well, and, don't get that part. And Chandler, I understand why Chandler doesn't get a lot of snaps because he's not good in pass protection yet, and that is a right. problem, especially with a non-mobile quarterback, but Chandler is easily the fastest of your running backs with, with Wangu out, right? Like he's, they, they both run like four, three forties. So is there a way to, you know, five, six times? It's the same conversation we had about Wangu, but Ty Chandler actually has history in college as a bell cow running back. So yeah. it just feels like there's, there's ways to get more explosiveness and just more productivity out of that position. And they're choosing not to plus dude, they're running CJ ham out there on a lot of third down plays. TJ Ham was in for like three snaps on the opening series, not because he's explosive and they're going to get him the ball. They just trust him more on like the must pass situations to pick up a, a free runner. So, all right, back to the vent lines here, Declan. Let's go to Kent next. Hey, Kent, what's up, pal? Hey, boys, what's going on? Hey, Kent. So, <laughs> 11 minutes, right? I have, I have a couple things real, real quick. Number one, the pie chart of blame would be uh, you have the running backs, Acres. When the ball's fumbled behind, he's like looking at it going, should I pick this up? Should I do something with this? Should I play with this? Why is it every other time everybody jumps on the ball, they have to get it. But our guys, we just look at it, try to throw it out of bounds. That was insane. That was their ball, by the way. I believe that was their ball. We got lucky on on that. And then Madison is a one-touch running back. Somebody touches him, he goes down. He never breaks anything to go anywhere. And I don't know why in play calling with with, uh, – KOC, we don't do any sweeps at all. Mm-hmm. Why would this guy that has some speed? Why don't we get him on the edge? Let him do some sweeps, get outside, move and, and create things for these guys rather than just hammering up the middle into our weakness. I just it doesn't make any conceptual sense. And the other thing too is if you look at it, he is when Kirk calls in Addy to come into the into the side, they ran it three times on that play. The same thing they ran it. If you go watch back, they move Addy inside from the outside and then run it. And it's like, you're not that smart. Okay. With anybody that looks at that knows what's going on. Kirk reminds me, Judd, you and I are about the same age. Remember the electric football game? Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> had one. I, I, did. I, I had one yep. too. Yeah. Yeah. That's Kirk. The felt ball. Exactly. Felt yeah. Ball. He goes back and he just stands like this. He doesn't step up into it. He doesn't move to the side. He doesn't have any sense at all about him. If you look at the, the yeah. rookie quarterback comes in, stepped up and made a play. I mean, it was just, he has not, the second half did nothing, nothing. And you can say play calling, whatever, but he's calling at the line of scrimmage. He's calling out of the different plays that are coming in. You see him do it. And so he, he checks down, he throws underneath. And if here's the other thing, 
Have you noticed that he never throws open a receiver anymore? He's either behind or where the, why is it that all of our receivers have guys draping all over him? That's either his choice to throw into that coverage or he's not creating for our receivers to get open. None of our guys are ever even close to being open. They have guys draping on him because either he's throwing a little bit behind him, but he's not leading them into the run. The other quarterback, when Fields threw that ball, it landed in stride. When have you seen a pass in stride this year? Boy, careful, Kent. You're going to be oh, the, yeah. the, the cousins, Crusaders, Crusaders are going to be circling you. Bring your it guy, on, boy. Bring it on. <laughs> Kent, thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate it. I will say, uh, just to defend Kirk a little bit, he threw a dime leading Jordan Addison down the left side of the field today that Addison stretched out and dropped. Yeah. So there are there are still some... Th- I mean, he's he's not garbage by any sense of the imagination, but he's also not getting as much help from Hawkinson. And I mean, I think Addison has largely helped him this season, but that, that one play, that was like a big-time play opportunity, and Addison dropped it. So there are some guys letting him down, but the general sentiment, obviously, I agree with. I think Kirk can definitely lead guys on p- passes. I think to uh, to the point though is I think he does struggle or has with finding windows. Yeah. So like the Osborne pick in what week week one, the Osborne pick was a pass where like that's got to be there, and instead it's slightly behind him, and then Kirk says I didn't I didn't want to lead KJ into the safety, and it's like okay, but he's a NFL receiver. Like you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. So. I do think that there is uh, his ability to hit guys in stride, I think is fairly decent downfield. I do think when it comes to a window opportunity that there are times where his, his passes are not as not, he doesn't have the vision and the foresight that some guys have, but he just does it. So let's keep it rocking here. Vikings vent line, purple daily YouTube channel. A few more left. We'll go to uh, Jacob here. Hey, Jacob. Hey guys. Um, I completely disagree with the last dude. Um, I would be considered a Kirk Crusader relative to that guy. Um, Rocking that Cousins jersey with pride yeah. today. I'm 20. First of all, it's not with pride. I'm mad we lost. I, I'm i actually, all these people are mad that like players didn't play good enough. I'm, I'm mad we played too good. I want to lose, you know, or uh, for the opportunity, you know, mm-hmm. because, but like last season, our team, we thought was awesome. I thought it was awesome. I'm gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a biased, emotional fan that I get too high and I get too low. If you would have told me last year that the 13 win team was gonna have a objectively better offensive line, like so much better this year, and then a defense that could make a single stop a game, how are we not the at minimum the third best team in the NFC? Like our team is so good on paper. But and then you fumble and you drop. Like ugh, I'm just so frustrated that we're winning because I want to lose. Even though I love Kirk Cousins, <laughs> I don't know. Some dissonance here. So if 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 they lose out, like if they get a high draft pick, what do you want to do with that draft pick? Yeah, Kirk, I love you, Kirk. Kirk is, <laughs> I'm, doesn't I'm sound cool. like you're too committed to that jersey. So I'm 24 years old. Kirk Cousins is the best quarterback in my life that I've witnessed with my own eyes. You can argue the year of Brett Favre in 09, but like he's the best I've ever seen as a Vikings fan in my life. And I think objectively he's the second best all time, only behind Tarkenton, but you know, very few people have ever seen him play. But like I want Young because we're gonna have to pay JJ this year. It's 
we got to give him 30 million a year and we can't pay him 30 million and we can't pay Darisaw 25 plus next year. If we're paying Kirk, we need a young quarterback. And then to all the Vikings fans who are like, why would we trade Kirk? Then JJ is going to leave us. You think JJ is going to be mad to play with a young stud like right. Drake may. Exactly. I don't understand that at all. Yeah. It's like, in first, I'm sorry. I'm. For, I'm. No, this is therapy. I admire man. you, though. We're, we're here for you. We're here see, for you. See, but but don't feel bad because you see this clearly. Like 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 you're not wrong. Kirk Cousins in your lifetime has been damn good for this franchise. That's part of the problem, though, and you seem to get that. But the bar yeah. is so like when you say he's the best Vikings quarterback of my lifetime, I will fight you to the death about 2009 Brett Favre. But that and maybe Dante Culpepper, but. We say that with pride. I'm not ripping on you. I'm saying like I I keep hearing like second best quarterback in franchise history or, or let's just talk about your lifetime. Okay, like let's put all of those quarterbacks on a list and see how Im- impressive it is. It's not like he's battling out Hall right. of Famers to climb that list, right? Like oh, he's better than Bridgewater. He's better than um, Matt Castle. Like the list isn't super impressive, you know? Yeah, the best we've had is, in my opinion, the eighth best quarterback in the NFL. Like I think I'm higher on Kirk than you guys. I think he's between seven and nine, and that no way you can't. That can't be the best you've had in 24 years. That's insane. Yeah, but and that also, if we don't trade Daniel Hunter or resign, if they resign him, I'm not going to be mad. I Hunter is an absolute superstar. But if he leaves, it will be the biggest – it will be yes. worse than last year's draft for Kwesi because he has so much value right now. Why are yeah. we either not re-signing him or not getting him on this team forever? Because he is so good. Yeah, I Jacob, love how stuff. Jacob is seeing this. Like that's it. Like his, his heart is saying one thing, but his mind is saying the right thing. <laughs> yeah, he's got the, he's got the Kirk uh, angel on his yep. shoulder over here. But he's, he's right got- on – you know what? He is exactly right. If the Vikings are not going to sign Hunter to a contract extension, what what are we doing here if you don't trade? His value is also sky high right now. He's healthy. He's been healthy for two years. He's one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. I've got there's it too. two or three teams that would probably be elevated to Super Bowl status if they were to get him. How about this? A second round pick with a conditional one. So, so it's a second round pick, but if the team wins a playoff game or two playoff games, it becomes a first round pick. I love it. And it's it's going to be a late first round pick because mm-hmm. we're, we're probably going to be talking about a successful playoff team. So I think it makes perfect sense for a team to actually agree to the condition be, to add a guy who is having a great year and is going to come in and without missing a beat is going to contribute. I would even say like, like the Jaguars kind of come up and we talk, we talk with right. Doogie about how the Jaguars and the Vikings talk trade early this year. The Jaguars have one of the lower pressure rates in the NFL. Their offense right. is starting to click. They just beat Buffalo last week. They blew the doors off the Colts today. So they're four and two. They've got some stuff going. They're looking they're at the AFC. Team. They're like, ah, we're going to be in the playoffs, going to win the division. What's that next thing to get us over the hump? Could it be a ferocious 29-year-old edge rusher in Daniil Hunter? You can't trade for their second round pick because it's tied up. They have 11 picks next year. That second round pick and I think both third round picks are tied up in conditional deals, but their late first round pick isn't. Yeah. So and, is, is a team like that going to say, well, hell, I mean, we've got, we're going to have like nine or 10 draft picks anyways next year. We're ready to win right now. We got Trevor Lawrence. What do we need the 27th pick or the 26th pick for? 
just ship it for Daniil Hunter without any other, well, we'll float you back a fourth. I think he's worth a late first round pick to a team that wants to win a Super Bowl. And if they say no, guess what? You say, well, well, Jags, that's uh, that's a a very interesting response because I'm talking to about two other AFC teams right now. Oh, the Bengals are on line three. Yeah, so if you don't want him, that's fine. (laughs) If you don't want him, that's fine, but I'm going to pull the trigger here. Yeah. Let's keep it rocking here. Uh, Vikings vent line on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Let's go to Dean. What's up, Dean? How's it going, guys? Long-time fan of the show. Love you guys from the UK. Uh, My dad's been a Vikings fan since he was two years old and seen every Super Bowl loss, so he thought I should inherit the pain. (laughs) Wow. Um, uh... My hot take is it looks like Kevin O'Connell has a blind loyalty to some players that are just not performing at all. He keeps playing Madison. He's crap. He's rubbish at the moment. I don't know why he doesn't look at Akers. Rubbish. Dude, yeah, rubbish. rubbish like, <laughs> so, like, when we say garbage or we say no. trash or whatever, like, we're, yeah. rubbish is, like, near the top of rubbish. where you are. That's, like, the top of the list of insults, right? Yeah, rubbish. rubbish. I could pick up some yeah. more uh, expletive insults, but I won't say it on the show. <laughs> <laughs> but my, my dad's been saying it for years. Kirk's not going to win you a Super Bowl. He's like, he's not going to do it. He'll get you mediocre. He'll get you 10th in the, you know, maybe scrape a playoff, but... It's not going to get you anywhere, is it? Yeah. I think this team needs to strip it down big time. Like trade Hunter, trade KJ for whatever you can and strip it. But do we trust Quasi to even do the right thing? You know, I can see us getting like the third overall pick and he would trade from like three to 28. And like <laughs> O'Connell would bank. jump in front of that. Trade, yeah. <laughs> and like the whole stadium gets burned down by Vikings fan going, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> I didn't get two extra third round picks though. Yeah. Really no! like, I'm looking at like, we need to get Drake May or someone just, I know everyone's scared of the future, but it can't get, I mean, it's mediocre, but I, we got to yeah. take a chance on a franchise guy for the, for the people that are scared. And thank you. This is a great call. Great stuff, and we team. need to mix the word rubbish in more often, but for the people that are scared about life after Kirk Cousins, whenever it happens, it looks like it's going to happen in like six months, but whenever it happens, just remember all of the examples that you guys, you scaredy cats out there, you nervous quarterback Nellies. Okay. Every example you throw out about, Oh my God. What if it's Christian Ponder again? What if it's Tavares Jackson again? Oh God, what are we going to do? What if it's Teddy Bridgewater again? Right. The Vikings made the playoffs and won double digit games with all three of those quarterbacks, not like because of them necessarily, but those mistakes didn't cripple the franchise in the way that people like to play back in their heads. But you can't get a Josh Allen or a Patrick Mahomes or a Lamar Jackson or some of these quarterbacks that are, you know, elevating their teams on rookie contracts before they get paid. The the getting paid thing is a, that's a conversation for five years from now, but you can't get one of those guys unless you're willing to take a risk on it being Christian Ponder. Or you can just like, well, maybe you can just keep riding Kirk till he's 43 years old, you know, sleeping in his hyperbaric chamber as a 40-year-old, eating his uh, kale and bland chicken, you know? And if you do get Ponder 2.0, guess what? That, that gives you clarity on O'Connell, who then is not your coach. So yeah, that's but the other thing. Like, you, it's also hard for, like, John Elway couldn't identify a quarterback. Like, it's not easy. You've got to. Dude, no, but Kyle I mean, Shanahan and John Lynch whiffed on a quarterback. Right, but they know? got another one that the the fact is if you hit if you get a ponder, like the quarterback position pretty much single-handedly cost Rick his job. So like you have to be able to 
you probably get one whiff. You might get two. Keep in mind, though. So here's the here's the intriguing thing as well. Quasi and, and O'Connell are reportedly both on four-year contracts. They didn't get a fifth year. So there is an inherent pressure here to convince the Wilfs that they are on the right track. And running it back again or just sticking with Kirk again is a is a safe move. Rick Spielman could have made if he hadn't fired him. So like that's the the clock is going to be ticking here pretty quickly on on a potential hot seat because the Wilfs brought these two guys in to do what Rick and to a certain point Mike but Rick especially couldn't do. Yeah. And so if you if you go back to Kirk and it doesn't work or if you identify Ponder I'm not absolutely positive that they're going to get a strike two. Hey, before we get to Trevor and give our final thoughts here, a shout out to our friends at Ugly Deck and UglyDeck.com. Uh, your uh, your football team here is kind of an ugly deck right now. Maybe they could go to UglyDeck.com, get a fix. They absolutely could. And guess what? Ugly Deck is going to make your deck a beautiful deck. In fact, right now, UglyDeck.com is offering what they're calling a Reserve My Deck Package Now special for the DIYer who wants to build a deck in the spring and save huge. This is only for a limited number of customers who reserve their deck package now. UglyDeck.com is offering up to $1,000 off a full deck package plus locked in 2023 pricing. UglyDeck.com then delivers uh, your deck package to your driveway by May 1st, and you are going to save as much as ten grand. That's right, $10,000 on a gorgeous deck. Uh, You get free plans, a free coach access to their online deck build academy and they will install your footings and ledger you do the rest and save so check them out uglydeck.com click on the reserve my deck package now button and guess what your ugly deck becomes a beautiful deck let's get to trevor here in the queue wow trevor Trevor, what do you what do you got there trevor i got there man skull and cheers can you hear me skull pint there perfect all right yeah groomsman gift from uh Wedding how do you, was in a month how do you ago. set that down? Is there like a holder for it? Absolutely. Oh, look at that! Oh, very that's cool. not that's, that's a nice cool, gift. Huh? Yeah, Dex very cool. That. Very nice uh, game. very uh, nice. unwieldy during uh, watching a game, <laughs> but you can bet that I'm using it every Vikings game. <laughs> that thing could go flying across the room very easily. By the way. Oh, you true, got, your, got the AG1 there? AG1, just want to help you guys plug them. Been using them for the last two months and uh, feel great. That awesome, brain dude. fogginess is gone and I can run 10 miles before I start breathing heavy. I don't even need these glasses anymore. I don't know why I'm wearing them. So drink AG1. All right, guys. I'm a longtime listener, uh, first time caller. Thank you for having me on. I've got maybe what's a hot take. Perhaps I know oh, there's a go. question about what is a hot take from time to time. Bring it um, and then two questions that I need you guys to help me with. And I lied. I actually need these. Um, <laughs> you just go back into the glasses. <laughs> first, we shouldn't be surprised by how things are going because Kwesi said that it would be so. When he said we're doing a competitive rebuild, this is what that is. It's just a fancy way of saying status quo. Yeah. Being mediocre. You can't yeah. do both. Um, yeah, we get a few good pickups. We get Hawkinson, we get Addison, we nail that draft pick, but then we continue to just be the Vikings and disappoint. So that's my first take, I guess. But my two questions, um, when, uh, you've got everyone fumbling the ball, we've got quarterbacks throwing it backwards. 
uh, you might say it's a discipline problem and then that goes to coaching, but I'm going to defend KOC a little bit and say, what do you expect? These guys are professionals. Why are they dropping the ball? Why are they fumbling? Uh, does KOC need to make sure that uh, they're going to bed on time the night before the game? Does he have to uh, make sure they're eating their Wheaties in the morning, make sure their cleats are uh, double knotted before they go out in the field? Like, At what point is it coaching or what's going on? with all of that uh, yeah. you would think that professionals are expected to know all security and don't throw the ball backwards and just the, the stupid decisions on the field my second question and then i'll i know this has been going on for a while so i'll let you guys go get on with your sunday but my second question is do all bad teams just make the excuse of we've got a great offense, but we're underperforming i've been hearing that for years and i watched the uh, secret base uh, documentary that you guys plugged a while back. Awesome documentary. Um, but it really just gives you this idea of for decades, we've just been this awesome team that's not awesome enough. Yeah. Um, and what's going on? Are we just trying to make ourselves feel better by saying we've got a really good team that underperforms? Or is there something just special about the Vikings' underperformance? Trevor, these are great questions, man. Thank you for... For putting a ball on this year. Starting with that second one. Yeah, I mean, there is an inherent for, for every fan base, there is an inherent sort of uh you always think your team is better than it is. Or I saw somebody somebody in my Twitter timeline today had a great point. I know they lost today, but the 49ers are the best team in the NFL. Said so if you went position by position, you think the Vikings offense is awesome, right? Vikings offense is great, just gotta stop turning the ball over. If you went position by position, and said, would you rather have this player or that player? What would the scoreboard be? Niners offensive personnel versus Vikings offensive personnel. I mean, it wouldn't be 11 to nothing, but 9 to, nine to 2, 8 to 3? I mean, yeah. De- depending on how you drew it up, yeah, because if, if you're going to include C.J. Ham against Juszczyk, for, for instance, yeah, San Francisco. Maybe, we would, maybe Josh Oliver would win if you went out to like 13 different yeah. positions or something. Left tackle, I mean, Darius good, but Williams is better. Trey so, Williams yeah. is a Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah probably yeah. nine to, yeah. You, you, they would take Jefferson, Josh yep. Oliver, and maybe like Brian O'Neill. You might say they'd take Kirk Cousins. I don't know about that. They wouldn't take his contract over Brock Purdy. Well, that's so another, Brock Purdy can yes, move a little bit more. Thing. You're right. It's kind of interesting. Um, but the the Vikings, this is where I actually, I, I do think the Vikings have just like, for whatever reason, haven't cashed in on their opportunities the last 60 years like other teams. Because if you look at a list of division championships, playoff games played, the Vikings are at or near the top of that list. They've had so many different cracks at it. The same number of cracks at it as the Cowboys and 49ers and Patriots over the, over the decades. And those teams all have multiple championships. Steelers. The Vikings win more division titles than pretty much any team in the NFL the last 60 years. Mm-hmm. And they haven't been able to to go beyond that. So. Um, on the Madison thing or on the uh, ball security thing, Madison's the, the best example of, cause he's saying, is it coaching? Is it not? Ale- Alexander Madison dropping passes and or fumbling is an Alexander Madison problem, but putting him in for 25 touches and targets right. and this is, the is a coaching thing. Well, and, and threatening, basically telling the, the media, therefore the public, that you will find people that won't fumble. 
if fumbles continue and then fumbles continue and nothing is done. Yeah. That's on coaching too. Like let's not, yes, these guys are elite athletes and yes, they're, they're well-paid, but they, for the most part are human beings. If, if held to a standard, they are going to, I, I mean, do you think it's a complete fluke that Dalton Reisner was signed and both cards got better? Like, it's just weird timing. No, it's yeah. not. You challenged them. You challenged them, and good for them. They've improved. But these are the type of things, like, like I think we sometimes think about, you know, well, these are adults, and, and, you know, coaches can only do so much. True to a point, but you're a coach for a reason. And and when things are good, what KOC did a year ago was awesome. His post-game speeches, when they win, are awesome. I'll give him a lot of credit for for lots of things. But clearly when things don't go well, and the same thing has happened to Baldelli, it's almost the exact same. If you just expect, well, these guys are professionals, and I'm putting them in the best situation to succeed, and that's good enough, you're losing sight of part of your job is at times to be the bad guy. And to make them think, oh, my God, they really did that. Dalton Reisner just signed. Yeah. I better get my ass in gear. Yep. You know. Yep. So much more to talk about and dissect throughout well, the week some, here. There's some news that came, like like some some Schefter reports yesterday, Rossini reports. So we'll yes. get to that, too. Yeah, we'll layer some of that. So we're going to give you two episodes with us tomorrow, including the Trenches episode with Boone. We'll be live for our 9 o'clock live stream episode in which we'll give our hottest Vikings takes. And then I think it's Declan's pie chart this week. It is. A little pie chart of it's praise. Difficult. Piece. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. I know I that down, I would. I've wrote down some ingredients and even I'm like, oh, that pie's, no one's going to take a second piece of that pie. I can tell you that much. <laughs> the best part of, of the show tomorrow is actually going to be the nitpicks. Cause I think I have a longer list of nitpicks than I would. Yeah. Well, if we just did an hour and a half of nitpicks here on Venom. And you know what, though? I mean, people had good points. People had good points. And I totally get the frustration. I I really do. Because one, it didn't feel like a win. And two, I think the directionless nature of this entire thing is hard to get your brain around. And I understand why. Yeah, Yeah, it's well, it all might be made. Here's my question. I think, you know, a week from tomorrow when the Vikings play the 49ers and the Niners are going to be. Oh man, that's going to be an an interesting week at practice for them because they just lost their first game of the year. If you get your doors blown off in the same way that you did against Dallas last year and the Green Bay game, they they got the Eagles. They lost like three games in which the, it wasn't even competitive. But those losses last year, you could shake off because you had built up enough wins and equity, right? Absolutely. Oh my God, the Cowboys just embarrassed us. They had to literally change the CBS feed to a different game because it was so embarrassing, but that's okay. We still got 11 wins. We'll be okay. Brush it off, right? Like if that happens to make you two and five, then where does the conversation go? Internally, especially. Well, so I think that the Niners game, win or lose, and I will be predicting a loss, is going to be close though. Like, it's going to be close enough, and then I think they're going to go to Green Bay and win. And that's where it's going to get to be really convoluted. Because it's really just so Vikings-like. It's just so Vikings-like. Mm, I don't think Like, ideally, they lose happen. both games. Ideally, they just lose both games, and your decision on, like, Daniil is simple. Yeah. Okay. But um, you know the Vikings, man. Every time you think, okay, that's it, they're like, no, I'm rising for the dead. Oh, no. 
I know. All right. That's a wrap here on Vikings Ventline presented by Quick Trip on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Thank you, guys. This is probably it's a beautiful fall day outside. Yeah, if you're still you. hanging with us here, you've got some major Vikings angst, and we are happy to be your therapist. They did win, though. They're 2-4 and four after a win at Soldier Field here with an extra day to prepare for the Niners. And we have all sorts of stuff loaded up for you tomorrow and the rest of the week on Purple Daily. Daily Vikings Entertainment, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. <laughs>